The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of you. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you'll see two uh, videos on the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from Saturday. That's two hours of Bradley Dean, if you're interested in checking that out. You can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he will be live in that little area right there, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Then on the right side is where we're streaming live. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. You can join us in the chat over there on Rumble. I'd love to see you over there. We're also streaming on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. 
We're on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, and then dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. If you're following my public or private Facebook, that gets streamed too as well as they dropped our our uh, public page for Sons of Liberty. But we are all in over there. Have some friends in there. Good to see you guys as well. And then right up under where we're streaming is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Please help us uh, get the word out by uh, subscribing there and you can share those with your friends from whatever social media might let you share on. Um, but that's available there. Also, um, if you would like to help us support us and all the things, the different things that we do, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation or you can become a son or daughter of liberty. That's our monthly partners. We appreciate all you guys very much. Our store is available. Lots of great conversation starters and equipping tools this week. We're highlighting uh, Stephanie's testimony uh, called One Heart, and it's normally available for a donation of $7, but this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get it. Um, gosh, I forgot the percentage off. Uh, 50%. 50% off with the promo code One Heart, but that's the number one and heart. All one word. One Heart gets you 50% off of these if you want to share some of these, maybe with some young ladies in your life. Um and uh, so this is uh, te uh, Stephanie's testimony. Let me hit a couple of headlines here real quick. Uh, first of all, and I don't know if you guys heard, I, you know, some of this stuff happens. I guess the older I get, I don't realize how much people that early on in my life, you know, we don't know them, but they do have some influence, whether it's music or movies or whatever, writings, uh, they influence our life. And we don't realize how much older they are <laughs> than us. So yesterday I got the news that, um, you know, the bass player for Bon Jovi had died. And, um, you know, my first thought was, did he get the shot? Uh, the second thing is he said he was 70 years old and, you know, he lived a pretty rough life. So that probably had something to do with with his death. But I'm not rejoicing over that. I'm just to me, it's just always one of these things where I take a step back for a second and I go, you know, this guy's. You know, a few years older than I am. and his life's gone. It, you know, James says our life is like a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It's like the grass that, you know, it's green in the morning by the afternoon, it withers and it fades away. And I think it's a time for me. It kind of grabs my attention to say, you know, your time is shorter than what you might think it is. And um, so I, I hope that these kind of messages resonate with other people, too, that when these deaths occur, people that you see or that you have had has had some type of influence in your life and you see them that they are now in eternity well the issue then becomes how do i examine my own self in that not to point the finger at them but how do i examine my own self in light of that in light of the time that god has given me anyway that's one of them there were some other things that come up that are just uh, absolutely incredible. I, I have some videos that are going to be in the bonus videos in the archive. So look for that later this morning. Some of them I can't play because of the language. Uh, one guy confronting this um, sodomite drag queen coming out uh, from a sodomite bar in Texas. I think they had I think they had let little kids in there to perform for, and they're being called out uh, for what they're doing. And uh, I, I can't play it. There's some other ones I'm going to. That uh, that I'm going to have there too, and then I've got a couple of short ones that I'm going to play for you uh, here before we bring on Eric this morning. But here's a couple of headlines from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Alabama issues official ban on implementation of UN's Agenda 21. Now it's not a full deal, but it is dealing with property and some of these sustainability um, 
development goals. So check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Largely draw from Alex Newman, who is now a contributor over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But uh, I kind of put this together because it came off of uh, the New American. Also, Oklahoma passes a bathroom bill, requires students to use facilities based on biological sex, and allows parents to sue institutions for noncompliance. This is the big thing anyway, is parents should be able to deal with this. But see, there's a bigger problem for you parents out there. You keep sending your kids to the schools who would do this to you. You keep sending them there. You make a stand, which is great. We're behind you in that. But then you keep sending your kids there. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I caught you raping my kid. I'm going to sue you for it. That'll teach you. Now, Johnny, go on back to that same school. There's probably another teacher like that around. Just make sure you scream the next time it happens. Is that what parents do? No. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy. Anyway, but they they've stood this up. They're giving parents the um, you know the green light. Go after these schools, institutions who are going to uh, you know open your children up as prey to these uh, these perverts. Um, also, as parents resisted transgender push, teachers suggested sending in child services. Isn't that nice? See. They're not just going to target your kids. They're going to target you if you're going to resist them. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Mockingbird Media blackout on vaccidents occurring around the world. And uh, boy, I mean, when you talk about these are just a handful of them. Can you imagine what would be put out uh, if the truth were told? told really? Uh, you can read some of these at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, Patriots. I love this one. Patriots shove it right back in BLM terrorists' face. And that's what we need to call them. BLM terrorists, Antifa terrorists, Democrat terrorists, Republican terrorists. That's what they are. And they restore War of Northern Aggression. I'm going to call it Civil War. It's the War of Northern Aggression. This was Lincoln, the tyrant, the Marxist, his war. They restore War of Northern Aggression statue of abolitionist. This was the guy who wanted to end slavery. He wanted to see it done. Colonel Hans Christian Haig. I love this. And they got a video report on it. You can see it at sonsofLibertyMedia.com. This ought to be happening at every place where these anti-American governors, mayors, and all these little BLM terrorists and the rest of them acted, defaced property, tore it up, threw it in a lake or whatever. The people ought to come out and set it back up. Yeah, they ought to set it up straight. That's what they should be doing. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. New government report confirms COVID shots increase risk of death. Hundreds of thousands dead after just five months. This is in the UK. Hundreds of thousands dead following getting the COVID shot in just five months. Also, if you haven't seen this interview, the Yuval uh, mom who was allegedly handcuffed and threatened by cowardly cops but saved her children speaks out. Now, I'm going to tell you, this lady actually seems genuine other than some of the other people we played there. Okay, But there's things that she says like, She's in a school. I don't see any cops, but yet they were trying to escort her out. She makes sure one kid is okay, leaves him, is what she says in there, to go find her other kid. But then you see her coming out with both kids. I, I, I understand a lot's going on, and sometimes we miss stuff when we tell things. I get that. I'd like some clarification on that, but it's an interesting response that she has there. So you can see that at sonsoflibertymedia.com if you haven't seen that. And then two more real quickly. Targeted attack against judicial system. That's at least what they're calling it. Leaves a former federal judge dead. 
they found him dead and the guy who killed him with a self-inflicted gunshot uh, in his basement. And this guy was a circuit court judge. Also, treasonous D.C. reps to introduce Bill to tax semi-auto AR-15 style rifles with a thousand percent tax. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. And these guys are snaking around. They're attacking the Second Amendment full frontal. And they're also going to try to attack your right to, to attain keep and bear arms with a tax that's hundreds and in some cases thousands of dollars more than what your gun is. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to up the sales of the Ghost Gunner 3, which you can take a hunk of aluminum, make your own AR lowers, unserialized. See, gun control is not going to win. It's not. It's just going to push everybody underground or it's going to push everybody towards these where the government's going to get squat. They're not going to get a ta they're not going to get a dime of taxation under stuff like that and 3D printing. All of that stuff coming out is making these fools who push gun confiscation and gun prohibition even more foolish. Now, got two quick videos and then we're gonna bring Eric on, okay? One is, <clears throat> this is out of Texas. You remember Bradley made mention of uh, getting something of paying for employees lunches on his receipt at a place where he got lunch for his family and how he said, no, you're gonna take that off. Check this guy out. This is in Dallas, Texas. All right. It, this is a receipt, and you'll notice they were charged $1 for Ukraine. Listen to his commentary on this. It's hilarious. Bro, how are we going out to eat, trying to have us a nice little brunch? And we're okay. We did get a mimosa. We got some morning buns. We had some fried chicken biscuits and some chicken and waffle and a Topo Chico, a mother and child reunion. But I don't remember this. What's this? How she just charge us a dollar for Ukraine? Ukraine ain't never sent me no dollar without asking me. <laughs> Haiti ever just, you ever took a dollar in the name of Haiti? <laughs> just without asking people, just go ahead and add it? Why, why I owe Ukraine a dollar? <laughs> I ain't agree to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. The people at this restaurant, and I couldn't see it because he's got some kind of thing over like a writing. Uh, over the receipt here, if I could find it, I would tell you the name of the restaurant so you go eat there and turn around and, and bring a lawsuit against them. This is theft. This is not dishonesty. This is theft. They just said, we're just going to take a dollar from you in the name of Ukraine. And I'll guarantee you they ain't sending it to Ukraine. I'll guarantee you they're doing it. Last one, and then we're going to uh, talk to Eric here. This is a montage of what the criminals plan they have for the world is. Now, here's what I say. You know what their plan is now. Let's put an end to it. Let's destroy the plan. And let's bring them to justice. Okay? Let them start fearing us for a change. Instead, everybody running around, wringing their hands and doing all this stuff. Let's bring some justice on them. Check this out. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. Our darkest days are ahead of us. Not behind you. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's going to be a new world order out there. Let's clap for that, you stupid bastard. This will be the time because you really need uh, world order, financial world order. This alternative vision argues that ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. We are here. 
who were developed the great narrative, a story for the future. But in order to shape the future, you have first to imagine the future, you have to design the future, and then you have to execute. All right, so <clears throat> I got a better idea. Let's go with the old world order where we take people like this, we put them through due process, and they get strung up at the end of a rope. How about we go to that world order? How about we start dealing with these tyrants the way our forefathers and those before them dealt with tyrants and criminals? How about we do that? I'm gonna get, let's get some shirts made. <laughs> this says old world order. Let's go to the old world order and let's deal with these criminals before they deal with us. How's that sound? Can I get an amen? Yeah, we should get an amen over that. All right. Uh, now, this morning, oh. we've got a guest on uh, Eric Hughes Jones. And uh, Eric has been on the show before. It's been it's been a while since he's been on. But Eric is a very uh, sharp young man up in the northern part of the country. And he gives us a lot of his time to helping uh, a lot of people, especially in, in some legal battles and things of this nature. I think you're going to really appreciate what he has to say. But he's run across some stuff. He's been going and um, checking out local farms, uh, family-run farms, and looking into the food chain supply and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, I, you know, David said, hey, he's got a story for you out here on this. So why don't you bring him on? So we talked with Eric, and Eric was gracious to come on this morning. And uh, Eric, it's great to have you. We're, we're bringing you in by the phone, but uh, but everybody will be able to see a picture of who Eric is. And uh, Eric, it's good to have you back on the Sons of Liberty, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Is my audio okay? Yep, you're you're great, man. You're great. And uh, so, listen, let's let's just start out this way. What is it that you're from New York? You're in New York, is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. So, what is it that you do? Because my understanding is. You, you give of your time to help a lot of people, and a lot of it has to do with some legal issues that they have, and you're, you're pretty sharp on learning a lot of this stuff. You told me that, that you're still learning too, so am I, uh, but learning how the system works, learning the kind of language it has to be used, learning how to build cases and things of this nature. Can you give people a little introduction as to who Eric is and, uh, and what you do for people? Sure. My website is courtroomwatch.org. We also have courtroomwatch.com. Uh, C-O-U-R-T-R-O-O-M-W-A-T-C-H, Courtroom Watch. We also have a new social media platform that's growing really well. I think we're up to over 3,200 members already. Uh, it's still young and building. It's similar to a Facebook format, but nothing to do with censorship or Zuckerberg. It's called Social 1776.com. That's social1776.com. So I encourage people to go there and sign up, get yourself an account, start communicating. When when you post something at social1776, it, it goes out as a kind of a blast and alert to everybody who's a member uh, of that site. So it's a good way to get the word out to thousands of people. Oh, wow. Uh, anything you'd like them to know, including, you know, a plea or an alert or, a, 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 you know, some intelligence, etc. So I encourage people to make use of that. We started off with kind of throwing our hands up in the air. The courts are so corrupt and operating under what's called admiralty statutory law, admiralty maritime law, which is a commercial law, uh, and usurping, taking us away from our God-given common law rights that we realized 
you can have the best paperwork in the world, and paperwork is essential. That's one of the two components. But activism trumps paperwork every time. Mm. A thousand phone calls will get somebody off the hook who shouldn't be on the hook uh, a, quick, a lot quicker than a fancy attorney with great paperwork and et cetera. So I encourage people to do the paperwork, which I can assist people with. I assist people in representing themselves. I'm not an attorney or a lawyer. Uh, the attorneys are, are, are one of the most dangerous I would argue the most dangerous enemy of the American people right now are the Esquires. When you become an attorney, you take a foreign title of Esquire. An Esquire, and look at the names after the lawyers, such and such uh, Esquire, ever be ESQ, uh, is how they're identified. Yep. And it's a, foreign, it's a foreign title. An Esquire is not an American thing, people. It's, it's a title. It's, 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 it causes the Esquire to be loyal to London, and the uh, bylaws of the Bar Association, a private association that's running our court system, that's running the attorneys, defense attorneys, district attorneys, judges, they're all, almost all of them are Esquires. So I encourage people to represent yourself and get a lot of people to stand with you and uh, make your case well known in the public realm. Uh, and we can talk about more of that uh, toward the end of the show. I wanted to follow up on a few things that you were talking about before. Um, sure. Number one, one of the best ways to uh, counter the the enemy, so to speak, is is the is the young people, the, the adults who have drinking the Kool Aid and who are you know believing the lie, so to speak, are difficult to kind of c- convince of the truth. So it's really important that the young people be educated, and I encourage people to start their own homeschool co-op, not a private school, uh, like the Amish found out in New York. The private schools fall under the same jurisdiction as the public schools when it comes to forced vaccinations. So the legal, the legal way to operate and have sovereignty and independence over the education of your children is to bind together with other like-minded parents and start a homeschool co-op. You can also establish it as a private membership association, which separates you from the public realm. A business is generally open to the public and hiring employees from the public is called a place of public accommodation, whereas a private membership association puts you in the private, your customers are now members, or your students and their parents are now members, and you have a membership agreement, and you can put a sign and a lock on your door that says members only, and it gives you a separate standing that will indemnify and protect you from the jurisdiction of the state, particularly now when it comes to forced masking, and forced vaccinations, Amen. which I know your listeners are against. Yeah, we're, we're, we're part of a, a co-op here in South Carolina, too, uh, and that was, part of the, that was part of the draw of doing that, was to, to keep in the private. And for people who don't understand the difference, that's part, of, that's part of that learning curve that I'm going through, too, Eric, where I'm learning this private and public thing. And sometimes that gets a little confusing to me. But uh, but there's a reason for that, and it is there. There is a protective measure over that, and so I'm glad that you pointed that that stuff out. I, you know, I wish more parent these parents that have been standing up would get their kids out of the public school and still fight the battle, still fight against the tyrants in their on their school board, but get their kids out. They already see 
that they're they're doing these kinds of things. It's like the airlines. The airlines let everybody go back on now without masks. You don't have to get a shot. Blah 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 blah. And you know what? And the people are going to give them more money to go fly on their plane, take their holidays, their trips, their vacations, all these kinds of things. And in a couple of months, they're going to be right back to uh, being little tyrants again towards you and doing this. And you're the ones feeding it. I, I don't. I don't know why we're yeah. not paying attention to that and starving the beast, you know, into submission. I just. I don't understand. Well, some of us, like your listeners, you know, are, and but the great majority of the people, it seems, are still, you know, in the dark, and um, that's why the Bible said remnant. Remnant does not mean big, but that's it right. does mean powerful and loyal. Amen. So while we're on, I was going to kind of save this till the end of the show, but we'll, let me touch on this now, and then we'll revisit it during the last couple minutes because I, I do assist people in creating their private membership associations and my email in case anybody needs to contact me is eric new york that's e-r-i-c-n-e-w-y-o-r-k at protonmail.com let me read something this is from my constitutional law cases in context and uh this is from uh, a write-up on a case called moose lodge number 107 versus Irvis. Drawing on his observations of American life in the 1830s, Frenchman Alexis de Tocqueville wrote in his book, Democracy in America, the following. Americans of all ages, all conditions, and dispositions constantly form associations. They have not only commercial and manufacturing companies in which all take part, but associations of a thousand other kinds, religious, moral, serious, futile, general, or restricted, enormous, or diminutive. It goes on to say, Benjamin Franklin personified the American passion for forming and joining associations that de Tocqueville later observed. Franklin founded the Junto, a club of Philadelphia artisans and tradesmen. He also organized a subscription library, an academy for educating youth, a volunteer fire department, and a hospital. Franklin was instrumental in establishing the American Philosophical Society and others, including the Masons, of course, whole other story, but it shows you how powerful and how old and how historically accepted associations are. Don't forget, every judge, district attorney, defense attorney, lawyer, <clears throat> are a member of a private carry that Esquire title. Uh, are part of their own association called the American Bar Association or the State Bar for whatever state they're in. So, so that, you know, your judge, your local judge and your lawyers are not going to be able to challenge the concept of a private association because they belong to one. <laughs> so, and uh, William Rehnquist in this decision, uh, Moose Lodge versus Irvis, uh, made a very interesting statement. He said, there can be no doubt that the label private club can be and has been used to evade government regulations. Sounds like a thumbs up to me. Amen. He, didn't say it can, he didn't say it cannot be. He didn't say, you know, or shouldn't be. He said it can, it can be and has been used. So, you know, there's, a, there's a, just a touching down on the concept of the association. It's very powerful. And uh, like I said, it indemnifies and protects people in whatever enterprise, whether it's a hair salon or gymnasium, uh, any kind of business. So if you want to avoid the next government lockdown, uh, put a sign on your door that says members only, this is a private membership association, please call the following number for more details. <clears throat> and then you can scream 
all your potential members. You hand them an agreement to sign that includes a non-disclosure, a liability waiver, and a brief description of what you're doing. And if people want to join your, your private group, that's great. And you can still do business and operate as you always did. Uh, the only thing you may want to add is insurance. But you don't have to incorporate and you can operate in the private instead of in the public. Does that make sense, Tim? Absolutely makes sense. And uh, I hope people are writing that down because that's some free information here that could could help save your business in the coming months uh, when they go. And they are going to try to do it, folks. They're going to try to lock oh, you down yeah. again. They're going to try to starve you out of business as well as food-wise. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Eric. And, and I appreciate you bringing that, that information on. I know you're full of information like David is that we could just let you go for a couple of hours and you could just talk about a lot of different topics here yep. and help people understand. But I, but oftentimes what happens is when I listen to most guys who are doing that, they're just, they just dump the information and a lot of people are unable to follow because there, there's so many avenues of things. So when, when I get on that, I like for people to be very focused on one particular topic so we can get one topic and we understand it and are able to work with it and then open up another. But I know you can be that way as well. Now, what we're going to talk about today is this, you know, we're hearing a lot of uh, talk on the on the food chain supply as as well as other things as well. It's not just it's not just food, but that's a big one. And I've often said the people of the United States are not going to really rise up and deal with the tyrants until they got hungry bellies. And at that point, it's all it's almost at a place where it's almost too late. But last last year, we had uh, G Singh on from the UK. He's a Sikh. Uh, uh, his family is involved in farming in India. Uh, he's a Sikh there in, in England. Uh, he had seen what happened in Africa. He saw what happened in Asia and how the famines that occurred were man-made famines. The government was buying up the food. They were throwing out, letting it rot. And he, he warned the people, he said, if they lock you down again, they mean to starve you. And you've been having some interaction with family farms up there in New York. And I think this is very important that people understand this isn't just the, the Tysons or the, the, the big farms that you might see name brands in a grocery store. This is happening to local farms as well. Can you let people know what you've encountered up there in New York? Well, sure. Uh, about a year and a half ago, when Governor Cuomo <clears throat> made the executive, the state executive order, uh, ordering the National Guard in New York State to go to small, rural, country, town hospitals and steal, confiscate their PPE, their personal protective equipment, masks, gloves, etc., and take that equipment to New York City, where it was, quote-unquote, need, more needed, leaving only three days of personal protective equipment for these small hospitals. And if there was actually a real pandemic or a need for the, for the equipment, they wouldn't have had it. Um, I, the first thing that came to my mind was, ah, this has nothing to do with masks and gloves. The government could get its hands on masks and gloves through the Defense Production Act easily. Uh, this is a, tr this is, they're coming for the food next. This is a training exercise to tell the National Guard, to get them ready for this order. All right, National Guard, go, there's t 10 million people starving in New York City. Go to upstate New York and other areas and take all the food that you can, leave people three days worth of food. 
That, that was the number he went by for the protective gear, three days. If you got three more than three days worth of PPE, give it up. How about this? The food is needed. If you have more than three days worth of food, give it up. And I have reliable reports that the National Guard showed up at the hospital in Warsaw, New York, small country, relatively small country town, uh, armed in civilian cars and took the PPE gear. So they're coming for the food next. So there, it was brought to my, and by the way, I've had reports from reliable reports from local farmers in this area of cows being slaughtered at night in the field, the meat taken off the animal and the carcass left to rot out there in the field. Farmer comes out in the morning and finds out he's had one or more of his cows taken in. So it's getting, it's going to get really bad. Part of this terrorization of the farmer is a group called Project Counterglow. That's Project Counterglow, C-O-U-N-T-E-R-G-L-O-W. Now, I'm going to read some, some excerpts from a really good article that I found very well written regarding Project Counterglow. This is an animal rights activist group that's identifying and mapping, and they have the map right online, of over 28,000 farms, including small family farms, less than 100 heads. Uh, and they they seek to demonize and find, quote-unquote, find dirt on as many farms as they can. Now, let me just preface by saying no one wants to see animals neglected or abused. I love animals. When I see a spider in my house, I put them in a little glass and take them outside and toss them off in the you know, in the woods. I, well, Eric, I can't, you know, I really, I have compassion. I really do. Yeah, Eric, we're told to do that in the Bible. A man's supposed to take care of his animals. So there's there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something exactly. wrong when when men elevate animals above other men. There there's something really wrong with that. Exactly. So this Project Counterglow. Let me read uh, just a few excerpts from this article. Project Counterglow. Uh, here we go. Uh, so. It's it's uh, uh, regarding newly presented Project Counterglow. The Intercept is an independent online news publication that describes itself as a fearless adversari adversarial journalism that holds the powerful accountable. The woman who runs it says it's meant to offer a rare bird's eye view of the scale of the industry, etc. Now, a similar project in Australia called the Farm Transparency Map was was launched last year to the outrage of Australia's farming industry. The map was used by animal extremists to terrorize farmers and ranchers. According to the Intercept, result of that outrage led to passage of federal legislation in Australia that criminalized the use of a website or social media to incite trespass on the farm. Because what's happening is they're coming onto farms at night or when, when they stake the farm out and see the farmer go into town, leave for a little while, and there's nobody there, they'll come on the farm and, and do their inspection and then put them on the map. They've done some absurd things. I know a farmer personally who is building an, a, a very expensive new barn, and the idiots from Project Counterglow went in the new barn that wasn't completed yet, and the water troughs and the feeding stations weren't installed, but the concrete was laid and the building was up. It was just still under construction. Uh, he was operating out of his old you know, barn on the property, they didn't go in there and see that the cows were well-fed, well-cared for, very clean. And I've worked on this farm before. I've helped the farmer feed the cows. These cows are not neglected. They're spoiled. Um, so, And then they had said that, you know, the, the animals didn't have any food and water because the idiots from Project Counterglow were in the wrong barn. 
so it just it shows you how how these things don't go over well. Um, so uh, yeah. now there's 28,000 farms. So uh, you as a farmer listening to this, you may want to go to projectcounterglow.org and see if you're on that map. Um, they have a profile for each farmer and each farming operation that rates it and tells, you know, explains things, you know, that may or may not be accurate. As it, as, it, as it says here, as has been proven with multiple video investigations, animal extremists are not above using highly edited videos to show what they consider to be abuse. By publishing these addresses of the farmers, the map puts owners and employees of these facilities in danger as well as violates their right to privacy. So, look, if Australia, you know, the center of tyranny, as we've seen, can can put uh, legislation forward that outlaws these uh, organizations from terrorizing farmers. We need that same outrage here. We should be able to get it done here in the United States as well. It's a very dangerous organization. Uh, <clears throat> so there's it says there are two main components to the website: the Counterglow Interactive Map and the Paper Trail. Paper Trail consists of various topics and forums where users can learn to communicate with other animal extremists, training facilities industry groups and government are just a few of the topics. Did you get that? They're going to use the government as one of their strong arms. Included below is a brief description of each menu topic, including the language on the website. By the way, this is from a, a website called Project The Harvest. Uh, dot, uh, I don't know whether it's dot .com. But, oh, here it is. ProjectTheHarvest.com. That's Project The Harvest. I'm sorry. Protect the Harvest. I misread one letter. It's called protecttheharvest.com. That's protecttheharvest.com. So, and they have a really good article here, and it goes on to explain what the paper trail is, uh, training for the animal activists. This section covers a number of topics. It teaches users how to use satellite imagery to find potential targets to, quote, rescue animals from or protest. It explains to users how to add farms and other facilities that's how to add farms and other facilities and how to make wiki posts. There's also information about operating a drone, leading a team on a, quote, investigation, even getting media coverage for your actions. Uh, the facility section promises to help users find dirt on specific farms, processing plants, or other animal exploitation facilities. Industry groups, the large industry groups menu describes this section as Information on groups popping up in the industry. You'll learn about their tactics, strategies, and corruption. The government section says this section is full of more misinformation about agriculture. It makes claims about the government's involvement in propping up the industry by a subsidization or corrupt politicians blocking harmful legislation that protects animal agriculture. And they have an interactive map that pins that has pins placed on every location where there is a large modern farm, a processing plant, racetracks, and even medical research facilities. Of utmost concern, this map not only contains actual physical addresses, but GPS coordinates for the facilities. And I'm telling you right now, the farm I'm, I was talking about before only has, you know, 60 or 70 heads. So you don't have to be a big farmer to qualify to go on this map at Project Counterglow. Uh, there's some uh, videos online you can watch, and um, it's very, it's very, now, 
one of the farmers I spoke to said he believes this is also a way to identify where the food supply is should things get really bad in the food supply chain, which they are right now, uh, so people can go to these farms and take whatever they want when the farmer's not there. Um, the things that these farmers are going through are, are, are ungodly, and so I encourage, and I'll read a list of what this farmer has to actually endure right here in a second. So, but my, my uh, overall comment would be get, build a, locate and find farmers in your area that you can help, that you can build a purchasing relationship with. Many farmers want to go private. They want to say, you know, to heck with all the inspectors and regulations. But then the, so the distributors won't take their product. So to have the big contract and get rid of your, you know, your crop or your milk or whatever, your meat, <clears throat> you have to use these larger distribution networks. And they'll dump you if you don't go through all the inspections. So people can step up and replace that market uh, with private purchasers, you know, uh, you know, 20 or 30 people buying privately from your farm would make up for one big contract uh, being lost if you choose to stand up and operate in the private. So uh, listen to the list of intrusions. This is, this is what I got from uh, my dairy farmer. First, you have the milk inspector. He's a dairy farmer, so he has the milk inspector to deal with. you think that would be enough. No, there's also a milk shed inspector. There's the organic inspector, who, by the way, comes from Canada. I guess we can't find organic inspectors in the United States. Then there's the USDA to deal with. Then the New York State Department of Agriculture and Market steps in. You have to keep them up to, up to speed and keep them happy on their inspections. Then there's the Department of Weights and Measures. You also must have a herd health plan where everything is documented every day. Then you have the animal rights people like Project Counterglow trespassing on your farm property, sometimes at night. People stealing when the farmer is in town is to get supplies like tires and oil filters when they find out that the parts are not there. And if they are, they're almost unaffordable at this point. They work seven days a week, no vacations, no days off. Uh, they were told to dump milk on the ground during COVID because the distribution facilities were down and closed because of COVID. 450,000 gallons of milk just from the three farms in my area. Uh, and then told that dumping milk on the ground is a toxic waste and the milk can only be dumped at a certain toxic waste dump location at great expense to the farmer. I was going to say, and it's probably going to cost the farmer to dump it, isn't it? The big time. It's because they classify the milk as a toxic waste. <laughs> and by the way, uh, a farmer driving down the road from one field to the other, and it's common up here in upstate New York. I live way out in western New York where it's very rural. Uh, a lot of farmers, a lot of Amish, and it's common, and it's accepted by the police that the tractors are going to drive down the road, you know, uh, to get from one field to another. Sometimes they're a couple miles apart, and that's it's all legit and it's all legal. Well, one car, one farmer got a flat tire driving down the road. Uh, some calcium leaked out of the tire because what they do is they mix calcium and water in and inject it into the tire to prevent uh, freezing issues, and a little bit of the calcium leaked out onto the ground, and the environmental police showed up and wrote the farmer a ticket for $500. And well, the corrupt judge told him, you, you got to pay it, and there's no appeal. 
which Eric, is a lie. You can appeal anything. How does yeah, that sound, Tim? Yeah, Eric, well, Eric, I got a question. Uh, are they going out there when a baby calf is going on mama's teeth and, and it's feeding? Are, are you telling me that mom doesn't leak any on the ground? Are they, are they, what are they going to do? Come find the cow? They're going to come get the farmer for the, for the cow, you know, leaking what? milk? This is, re- no, and, and, and we're, we're in your yep. state constitution, because I know it's not in the federal constitution, but we're in the state constitution that they have authority to be doing any of this. They don't. They have none. It's all it's all edict and policy, and it's all made up out of out of thin air with no basis in fact. This is why we have to get back to common law, because under common law, if there's no immediate victim to your actions, there's no crime. No crime. That's it, right. What we're seeing right now are, are enforcement of crimes of disobedience. You didn't obey this, or you did something. It didn't hurt anybody, but you're still going to have to pay $500. Calcium leaking onto the ground, a little bit of it from one tire, uh, it simply turns to lime and doesn't hurt the environment at all. People actually fertilize their fields with calcium and lime. So it's absurd. And these farmers are, are struggling, and they only get a couple of dollars per pound for their product. By the way, this guy is organic, certified organic, um, and they're not getting much more, only a couple of pennies more right now. Used to be you get a lot more as a farmer for your organic product. Now the price of the organic and the standard is almost identical. So the customer is going to suffer on that because most operations are are going to just, uh, most distributors are going to buy the regular milk instead of the organic stuff. And most farmers aren't going to go through the organic certification process and all the state inspections if they're not getting much more for their product at market. So establish a relationship with your local farmer. Try to buy from your local farmer directly. They need you, and believe me, you need them. Well, a question I have, you know, I did an article uh, sometime back over some of these executive orders that have come out, you know, from the feds. One of them is, and you're probably familiar with this one, one of them is uh, Executive Order 10999. It allows the government to take over all food resources and farms. Now, we know that's completely unconstitutional. It's a usurpation of power. These executive orders are not law. They don't go through the legislative body or any of this stuff. And there's other things like um, allows the this is executive order 11,000, allows the government to mobilize civilians into work brigades under government supervision. I think that's a clear violation of the 13th Amendment. Uh, some people said the legal language leaves loopholes and stuff, but I think people understanding exactly what's going on should resist all of this. But, how, you know, when you have power grabs like this, what are the people to do? What are the what are the farmers doing that you work with to insulate themselves? For the, They're not wanting to they're not wanting to go private because maybe some have some, uh, you know, bigger things to do. Although I would think most family farms. Uh, many of them are actually going to like the farmer's market and selling things off their farm anyway. But you do have some who get a little more mainstream, I guess. Can they do that private thing like what you said at the first about other businesses and uh, and conduct their business in private? Absolutely. And that's the place to be. Like I said, the only problem is that they're dependent on the larger distribution facilities then they may, you know, may be more difficult. So it's why it's important for us, we the people, the customers, so to speak, to really start buying in large, in large numbers, buying directly from the farmer, and that'll fill that void. As you want to talk about a grab? It, while nobody was looking, the National Heritage Area Act of 2020 was rammed through Congress. While no one was looking, or while everybody was looking over at COVID and the restrictions, once again, the National 
Heritage Area Act of 2020. <clears throat> and this bill establishes a national heritage area system to recognize certain areas of the United States that tell nationally significant stories. Uh, to show you how both sides of the political spectrum are corrupt, uh, listen to the co-sponsors of this bill. This is for the national heritage areas where the, basically the government confiscates large areas of land, uh, deems it a national heritage zone, and then it's a whole nother set of mostly United Nations and international uh, policy standards guidelines that, that control that area. Listen to the co-sponsors. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri, a Republican, Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, a Democrat, Shelley Moore of West Virginia, a Republican, Ed Markey of Massachusetts, a Democrat, Roger Wicker, a Republican, Catherine Cortez, a Democrat. It goes on and on. It says this bill was passed. This vote was taken under a House procedure called, quote, suspension of the rules which is typically used to pass non-controversial bills. Non-controversial, huh? Nice of our Republican leaders, uh, representatives to stand up against the national land, uh, heritage land grab. So long and short, while COVID was going on, the largest land heist in the history of the world took place. You should see how many national heritage areas there are. It's almost into the hundreds. So uh, it just goes to show you that, the, you know, uh, there's no there's no remedy in the in either political party. This is why I would have, as soon as Donald Trump came forward and said he was running as a Republican, I said that's it. It's a it's a deal killer. It's a no go. The Republican uh, party is not a public entity. It's like an association. It's got its own yeah. bylaws. It's got its own policies. If you don't play by the policies of the the local uh, talk show host here up in uh, Rochester, New York, attempted to get the. Republican committee locally in Monroe County in the Rochester area to open up their bylaws and tell us what they're all about. They wouldn't do it. Private. Our, our, our bylaws for the Republican committee locally are private. So uh, Trump needed to run as an independent and then act like one. Um, and that's why we have to automatically, if you're an Esquire, deal, the deal killer. You're not, uh, you're not, uh, you're not running. You're not going to be, we're not going to vote for you for office. Or if you're a member of either political party, it's a losing situation. I just read you how Democrats and Republicans were both for this non-controversial uh, heritage act. Now, one thing I'd like to mention briefly before we get back on track. Um, so you, so people realize that there is a possibility for victory uh, for some of these uh, heritage area, uh, you know, uh, com uh, confiscations. Um, look up the Cato Lake National Heritage Act bill. That's C-A-D-D-O. Um, it was prepared by lawmakers on both sides of the Cato Lake area, had congressional support pulled after opposition from residents. Representative uh, Mike Johnson and Senator Bill Cassidy announced their withdrawal of their support for the, ne for the Cato Lake National Heritage Area, uh, prompting Texas Republican Louie Gohmert to announce his disappointment that, they, that, that the uh, support had been pulled. And Gomert said, quote, this is Louis Gomert. Now, this is a supposedly a conservative Republican guy. Quote, people living in the potential heritage area, that's Cato Lake, have been particularly vociferous in their opposition to the proposal. And it seems they have not given fair consideration 
to the possible benefits. So wow. Yeah, he, he he was all for this national heritage area of Cato Lake being taken from the the sovereignty of that area, being taken away from the locals and given to not just the federal government, but we know that the federal government is pretty much an arm of, of the international, uh, you know, United Nations. Sure. Right now, as we speak, I don't think it's debatable. Yeah, you? and well, Eric, here's the thing. That came out kind of with the Bundy Ranch stuff. And I remember Ammon Bunny schooling all these people on Fox News, F-A-U-X, Fox News. Uh, he was schooling them on what the Constitution said about how the feds obtain land. And I got to tell you, I went out to Nevada. Uh, they said 90-something percent of the land is, quote, unquote, owned by the feds. Now, it's not constitutionally owned because the Constitution allows for the states to own that land. And if the government needs it for certain specific things that are outlined in the Constitution, they can get it. But they got to go through the state legislature and they and the state legislature has to be able to to vote on that as representatives of the people to give it. They're just going and grabbing land all over and sometimes for seemingly no reason, but I think behind the scenes, we know there's resources on that land that they're going in and they're they're mining those resources and they're and these corrupt politicians. I don't know if Louis was getting something out of what you're talking about there, but they're, they're willing to go along with it instead of upholding their oath to the people to protect those kinds of things. That's right. It's, it's amazing where we're at. Um, so during the last couple of minutes here, can I mention something that's been heavy on my heart? We can wrap up. We can wrap it up because I know we're coming to the top of the hour. Yeah, unless I'm you want to hang over. If you've got other stuff and you don't want to try to rush it, we can hang over if you want to do that. Love to do that. Okay, let's hang over, but go ahead and start your thought. I'll give you a minute to do that. So I, I hear from people in our movement, so to speak, the alternative media, the you know Christian patriot conservative movement, for lack of a better word, that Putin is somehow... Uh, a Christian standing up against the New World Order. Somehow he's he's against the the corruption and the and the Nazis and in the Ukraine and and the, all these things that are going on. And I, I, people have really lost what the Bible calls discernment. Um, and they're by by believing. And I'll I'll back this up with some some evidence here after the top of the hour. But they're walking right into the hands of Soviet counterintelligence, very similar to Operation Trust. Which was a Bolshevik during the Bolshevik Revolution, yep. a Soviet counterintelligence operation, convincing people that the White Hats are in in charge, the military is going to save us. Uh, Q <laughs> Patriots stand down. Everything's cool. Don't get involved. It's all going to work out. Look what happened. Yep. Yep. They, and don't forget what Stalin did was starve out the Ukraine yep. because that's the breadbasket for Russia. What you're seeing Eric, right now. Eric, hang on. Yep. We got about 15 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about your sites. 15 seconds. Courtroomwatch.com. C-O-U-R-T-R-O-O-M-W-A-T-C-H. Or you can communicate with me by my email. And I think our contact is also on the website, uh, ericnewyork at protonmail.com. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like some assistance in establishing a private membership association okay. um, or other issues as well. All right. We're going to come over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, guys, and we're going to finish up with Eric here in a little bit. Exciting. Fast hour goes by. Catch Bradley at 3, and we'll see you in the morning with David Pruitt, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Adios. Okay. want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, Eric, I didn't mean to try to rush you into that, but I do want to give you time because you you say this thing is very important. And 
you're exactly right. I got to tell you, though, I, there's things that I have seen in the past where there where Russia's pointing out these things of what America's been doing in the Ukraine. And, and I'll say they're telling the truth about that. That doesn't make them the good guys in this, uh, but they are telling the truth about what our government's been involved in. And rightly so. But then you get the people who buy in. You were talking about this, uh, the Bolshevik deal. To me, that's exactly what I see going on with the whole Q movement. And the, the output of that is to bring people into that. And a lot of them were Trump supporters. And here's Trump selling out our sovereignty through USMCA saying, oh, this is better than NAFTA and blah, 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 and TPP. And yet, you know, when we go to the CFR, the president of the CFR said, this is NAFTA plus 10 or 20 percent. We've, we've got 60, almost 70 percent of, of TPP verbatim in Trump's USMCA. I think that probably has a lot to do when you mentioned of the guy coming over the checking the organic farms from Canada. That probably has some. We probably got some guys coming in from Mexico doing that stuff too. Uh, but please oh. continue your thought on what you were speaking about. Okay, so Putin and Kissinger, <clears throat> these guys are old friends. Okay, we all. I think most of your listeners know who Henry Kissinger is. He's one of the. Yep. He's probably the old. He's one of the leading globalists. Been around for decades. He's the guy who. Everybody answers to at the at the highest level of governments internationally. So, and you know, I was discouraged to see Kissinger show up. To, you know, for a meeting with Trump within seventy-two hours of Trump getting elected. You know, first person who shows up is Henry Kissinger. Listen to Kissinger's relation with Putin. President Putin took part in the main discussion. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Let me start here. Uh, let me back up and give you two or three things, and then I'll get into Putin Kissinger. So. Moscow and St. Petersburg restaurants to hire robots to check vaccination status. There's a great video online at BitChute where you can see the robot standing at the door speaking Russian to the to the patrons entering uh, and demanding their COVID vaccination status. Um, uh, President Putin took part in the uh, artificial intelligence technology. Uh, journey 2021, the International Conference on Artificial Intelligence and Data Analysis. Putin praises China's achievements in combating COVID-19. That's on YouTube. Putin receives former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Putin and Kissinger have maintained a warm personal relationship over a number of years, says the Kremlin. Did you get that? And actually, well, they have. Warm personal, it, 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 it actually was, listen to the way it's worded. It actually says, Warm personal relations. It doesn't say a warm personal relationship, and there's a difference there. I thought that was interesting. Huh. Putin welcomes. How about this one? Putin welcomes Kissinger as old friends to talk shop. Putin cited Kissinger as a trusted foreign policy advisor. Mr. Kissinger made a strong impression by saying he too, as well, had gotten his start in intelligence. Did you get that? Kissinger told Putin that Mr. Kissinger got his start in intelligence and felt that Gorbachev had been too hasty with withdrawing Soviet troops from Europe. Putin agreed and said Kissinger to, said about Kissinger's quote, Kissinger was right. Hey, did you get that? Too, too, too hasty in withdrawing troops oh, sure. from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, this whole thing that, that, that Putin is somehow, you know, uh, standing up against the New World Order is an absurdity. Um, Putin signs fake news and internet insults bill into law. 
making it a crime to disrespect the state. It establishes punishment for spreading information that exhibits, quote, exhibits blatant disrespect for society, government, or official government symbols, the Constitution, or governmental bodies of Russia, end quote. Okay, did you get that? So Putin is cracking down on freedom of speech. Mm. Uh, How about this one? Russia's Gamalaya, the pharmaceutical company, and UK's AstraZeneca, China Memorandum of Cooperation in the fight against coronavirus. Isn't that great? So you have AstraZeneca and Gamalaya, a Russian pharmaceutical giant, uh, signing a memorandum of cooperation. Doesn't doesn't that put... Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, man. Yeah, this is from the World Economic Forum's website. Russia joins the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution Network. That's Russia joins the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution Network. The center is an autonomous organization and will be a platform for public-private cooperation. Sounds like fascism to me. How about this? Policies and frameworks will be shared uh, at the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution, a division of the World Economic Forum. That's Klaus Schwab. So, hmm. And it says here in the article, Russia will take a leading role in shaping the trajectory of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So, you know, oh, by the way, Putin and Kissinger have met, and this over a dozen times over the years, and Putin has actually dined at Kissinger's house. Now, listen, folks, you don't go and eat at Henry Kissinger's house unless you're a member of the globalist team. You don't, Putin's not off the reservation. He's not a a Christian standing up against the New World Order. He's not your friend. Why? Because... uh, He's, you know, this whole claim that Putin is cleaning up the Nazis in the Ukraine. Uh, we have a lot more Nazis in the U.S. than they do in the Ukraine. Way more. Should we have Putin send his army over here to clean up our Nazi mess? Should we have him help clean up our socialist mess? You know, so <laughs> the fact that there's Nazis in Europe, there's Nazis everywhere. That does not give Putin an excuse to shell That's innocent right. civilians. And there's so many, so much, uh, there's such a human, uh, humanitarian catastrophe in the UK and Ukraine right now. The main objective right now should be, let's put it, uh, put the kibosh on the bombs and the tanks and let the people uh, have their country. Then we can worry about the bioweapons laboratories and uh, and the Nazis in the Ukraine and all this other garbage and all these reasons why people think that Putin is justified for going into the Ukraine. It's like I said previously in the last hour, people are playing right into the hands of Soviet counterintelligence by lionizing and admiring Putin and thinking that because, you know, he, he says he's against the New World Order that he actually is. Because Absolutely. Putin says he's a Christian, he actually is. Have you ever heard Putin praise the Lord Jesus in public? No. Oh, no. And, and, yeah. yeah, in fact, what I was going to say, Eric, is I've watched where, you know, he was interviewed about his quote-unquote Christian faith. And it's all based on some somehow he escaped a fire. His mother gave him some kind of I don't know. Uh, it's an element of Roman Catholicism. What it is as the out of the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, some kind of little pendant that he wore, and that saved him. And so then you know he he talks about he's a Christian, you know, based on these kinds of things. And I'm like, well, that's not a that's not a Christian testimony of turning from sin, repenting of sin. Um, and yet I do recognize he's gone to the the church there for certain um, moral issues. He has done that. But then you see him welcoming in 
the Antichrist Islamic faith, setting up mosques there. You see him uh, infringing, like what you said, on the rights of the people and, and things of this nature. Now, when we get into Ukraine, uh, you know, the reporters that I have, and we have Kate on on Saturday, she's got a friend who helps with videos, and he's got all kinds of friends out of Europe who have, who've gone into Ukraine, who've been reporting, and they're saying like, look, the large majority of stuff that's going on is happening from the Ukrainians themselves. They're not clean either, the, the, their government. No. They're not clean either. And so that's some of the stuff that's not being reported as well. Yep. The fact that, you know, here we are sending billions of our dollars while we've got all kinds of problems in our own backyard. And, and this is what amazes me about the, 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 the Republican, the, the quote unquote Republicans, conservatives, Christians, constitutionalists, all this more than willing to say, hey, yeah, we can give we can give billions to all these countries, including Ukraine. And yet we have problems here. That money is going to be on our our children, our grandchildren and their and their children's uh, backs in debt, which the Bible says is a curse. And yet we have, you know, third country, third. They're not they're not American. They're foreign controlled tyrants in seats of of the House and of the Senate and of the White House that we're not dealing with. But they want us to be scared and stand up against tyrants around the world. And it's like. Now, we need to clean yep. our own backyard first before we start pointing fingers at everybody else's dog poo in the back of their yard, right? I mean, that's what we need to do. Well, exactly. And, and I'm, I agree with you. I'm not under any delusion that the Ukrainian government is clean. There is corrupt. Zelensky and Biden and Putin are all equally corrupt globalists. Um, there's no way. The only they're all working for the military-industrial complex. I would refer people to the article at Jane's Defense Weekly, which is the world's leading defense intelligence and information uh, uh, organization, uh, where it says, "I'm going to paraphrase. I can't find the exact quote here, but it says uh, the article on Ukraine said uh, reaction to. Uh, let me see if I can find it while I'm thinking about it. it said reaction to." Russia's invasion of the Ukraine helped helped boost defense spending to over two point two trillion dollars in the year twenty by the year twenty twenty six. The very and amount that Rumsfeld lot. couldn't come up with before nine eleven, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. There's the money. No, exactly. But right. So, so listen to how that phrase though. Reaction to you, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine helped boost defense spending in the budget. So, you know, it, the, the defense industry uh, looks at, and the, and the people who work for them, like Putin, Zelensky, and Biden, uh, they look at this as a, as a benefit. This is a big help. Yeah. Uh, you know, defense spending was in a slump. It goes on to say defense spending was, was down because of COVID, uh, and now it's back up again, and happy days are here again. The military-industrial complex is selling trillions of dollars of equipment worldwide. Well, All Eric, the countries in the world who have a military are benefiting from the invasion. Let's let's add so, let's add something to that, and then I want to bring what we're talking about with that back to our our subject matter. But I can yep. remember, you know, was it back in the '80s when Top Gun came out, right? And yep. and I, it had an impact on me, even though it was a film. It had an impact on a lot of young men that wanted to go and join the military. You know, it's one of these, you know, venture, go see the world, you know, do all this stuff. So my plans were to do that. And my, my dad stepped in my way. Thank God he stepped in my way and said, no, you're not going to do that because I know what they do to you there. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Now we have 
that this Maverick, you know, Top Gun 2, whatever coming out, it had been delayed for how how long? A year or two? Now they're putting it out right as they're pushing for World War III over there. I see that tied in with this, too, to get more young men, even young women now that they've been, quote unquote, equalized to go and join the military and be involved in this and build up that that beast uh, system of this military might, uh, which is yep. the, the way we're doing it is very much like the Soviets did during the Cold War. I mean, we're building it up far bigger, in my opinion, than they are, we're, we're, the way we're constructing things. How does this stuff that we're talking about here with Putin, how does this with Ukraine, how is that affecting us concerning a food supply? Because we, we're seeing the gas go up and there's no reason for the gas to go up. We're seeing, sure. obviously, the food prices go up because gas prices go up. It costs more to bring it in, just like any other products that we're getting. All those are going up. How does this tie, does this have any tie in to a potential food chain crisis that we're facing? Yes. And the one word, China. The, with the seizing of the Ukraine by Russia or the attempt to do so is not going to, is not going to provide, quote, the breadbasket uh, for, you know, that Ukraine is typically referred to. Ukraine is, is a massive producer of food. Stalin knew this. It's not going to be the breadbasket for Russia. Russia is, in my opinion, is taking, is attempting to take the Ukraine so it can be the breadbasket for China. Russia needs China to launder its money, to buy its products, to do commerce with because of the sanctions. So we're driving Russia toward China. And then I, I believe the deal has been made with Russia and China for Russia to seize the Ukraine. And you watch, if you track that food that comes out of the Ukraine, that's all going to go to China. China needs food. They either need to take the U.S., which is a difficult nut to crack because so many guns. Um, so they're going to try to take the Ukraine via Russian military operations to to achieve the breadbasket for China. And so I think that's where the food's going to start going. Yeah. I'm also told. I'm also told that, uh, and I called the port of L L L.A. to find out about this. I asked one of the uh, representatives of a very large international shipping company. I said, "All those container ships that are sitting offshore, you know, hundreds of them, sometimes thousands, um, are when they come into port and they're unloaded, do they leave empty or are they reloaded with?" Uh, goods. And the gentleman told me, he said, oh, he said, no, nothing leaves empty. Yep. They're all reloaded. Yeah. So what they're, what they're doing is because there's so little, the food supply is so uh, restricted right now that they're slowly and at a very, they're intentionally slowing the pace of the reload of the ships, which mostly leave with, you know, food and other goods, but yep. a lot of food goes out of this country to China. I know for a fact. I, well, I was going to, uh, I was going to say, Eric, one of the things that I learned a couple of years ago was China is getting first dibs on a lot of our produce and that what we yep. get that think we think this is top quality. This is like the second hand stuff. All that stuff's going over into China. Then it, yep, it becomes. Yeah, then it becomes a question that I want to ask here because we've had the reports, you know, people like Bill Gates owning all this U.S. farmland. We've seen some of these sports figures buy up farmland to get paid by the government not to produce, which I think is absolutely criminal. Um, but we, we've got those kinds of things. But then I, I did a, an article not too long ago on the amount of land that's owned by foreigners in the U.S. What are you finding out 
say China, for instance, or maybe maybe you've got some other numbers. Do you have any idea of how much farmland or land in general that China owns? Because anybody from the People's Republic of China, whatever they own is really the Chinese governments and whatever they produce is really the Chinese governments. So do you have any idea of what that is in our country here in the United States? I, I do not have an exact number, but I would say it's a lot. Um, the farmers that I talk to are telling me that China has purchased all the soybean contracts to the point where local farmers can't find the soybean to feed to their herd, so they're having to turn to corn and other uh, food for their livestock. Wow. So China is, is it, right. So that's the problem with one of the problems with unrestricted open commerce. China can come in and just offer a, a higher dollar amount for the soybean contracts and other food as well. I'm just using that as an example because one farmer specifically said China's bought up all the soy contracts and we can't find what we need now. So, yeah, it's definitely come hit right home to your front door, and that's part of the reason food is so expensive because the farmers can't find the feed. Um, you know, they have to turn to other sources, pay more, uh, and all of a sudden the price of the food for the consumer goes up. Um, it's, it's, it's a chain reaction, so to speak. Yeah, and then you're finding on top of that, uh, I made mention the people, uh, Percy versus Goliath, if people haven't seen that, it's an excellent film based on a real story out of Canada, uh, The Seed Collector, played by Christopher Walken. And, and then you've got the GMO farmers, or the GMO makers, taking their seeds, selling those out. Those things cross-pollinate into good, clean um, farms, and then they come in and they try to shut the farms down saying, well, you got our seeds. Whereas the, the farmer really should turn around and say, okay, show me where I got your seeds. And by the way, because they're on my property, in essence, you're trespassing. I mean, in that, that would be my thought that they're trespassing. It's almost like a, you know, some guy wanting to, you remember how they used to come in and salt if they, if you were an yep. enemy of somebody, they would salt their fields or something like this, or they'd burn yep. the fields. Well, isn't that what the GMO people are doing, knowing that those sure. things cross pollinate? Where's the response sure. to that? Yep. Absolutely. It's very difficult to put up a sign out at, at your property line that says, you know, pollen keep out or, you know, no pollen right, allowed. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're at the mercy of the wind and, and these corrupt corporations. And of course, back to the corrupt courts, which are in for, you know, which are coming down on the side of big agriculture and big the con corporate conglomerations and, and ruling against the small local farmer when we obviously know who's in the right, who's in the wrong. So it goes back circles back to the greatest enemy of this country right now is the army of esquires that have infiltrated our judicial system, uh, our uh, the district attorney's office, the defense attorneys, and of course, most of the Congress people, um, their attorneys as well. I, I, a, a large number of them. Um, I oh, yeah, they absolutely are. Majority. Yeah, almost all of them. Either, you know, they're either ex-military people or they're or they're esquires, yep. and I don't think it's good to have, you know, and, and I love our brothers and sisters in the military, but we don't need, you know, people who come out of military intelligence running for Congress. Amen. I just, it, <laughs> it, 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 it got, it just, I smell, I smell a rat. So, well, I, you know, esquires and, 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 uh, and Army intelligence officers are not a recipe for a free republic. Yeah, Eric, one of the things that uh, my uncle said, and I'm not going to tell all of it because, boy, he, you know, Mm. He, he's got the heart of our forefathers. Okay. He would go pick a fight, mm -hmm. but he said one of the best things that we could do was do this particular thing that he said in DC. And then he said, replace all those congressmen with 500 farmers. 
And I thought that sounds good. But then I know there's a lot of farmers who are taking government money not to produce food. And I don't think that's necessarily the answer either. I think we just need some simple people, everyday people who know the Constitution. They're genuine believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They believe in the law of God. If you can get guys who actually know that and they, they've demonstrated it in their family, these people who say, oh, their private life doesn't matter. No, their private life matters because, sure. because they can try to hide it all they want. It's going to come out in their public life. And I, I think that's where people have to go. But, but let, me, let, me, let me throw this to you and we'll, we'll close out the show. I want to give you the last word. What can people do in the midst of this family crisis? You know, we've had David and, and he's a mutual friend of ours on for prepping. We're going to have him on in the morning to talk really his specialty, tree resins and their importance in prepping. But, uh, you know, David has, we, we really got off on the thing of, about gardening and, and, you know, some people say, well, a free man is a free, is a man who owns firearms. And I, I would say that's partially true, Part of but it, a man yeah. who can feed himself is a real free man because nobody can manipulate him out of that. Would you say, and you, you and I were talking about planting tomatoes and stuff like that the other day. Would you say that's something that people really need to take more serious now more than they ever have? If they, if they want to ensure their own freedom is they're going to have to find ways to start growing their own food. Yeah. Food freedom almost comes first because you can have all the guns and ammo and you training. can't eat it. Can you, um, if, if you don't have anything to eat, you're, you're screwed. Uh, wars can be won or lost on supply chain, on, on you know, getting the men and women fed, um, you know, getting the people fed. Uh, so, you know, f I, I would say they're equally, uh, you know, fire, food and firearms are at least equally important and possibly food bumped up a little higher on the list because, once again, you know, a starving army isn't going to fight very well. That's right. That's right. Uh, Eric, final word from you. I'm going to leave that with you. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate all your listeners uh, uh, taking in this information. Get yourself operating in the private. I would encourage that's my encouragement to all your listeners. Um, declare that that in, in in on paper that you're a private membership association. Get to feeding yourself. Try to grow enough to feed some other people as well. When on things that you can't produce, uh, milk or meat. You know, if you're a gardener and you need milk or meat, get it from directly from the local farmer. Support them not only financially. But politically, let your farmer friends know that you'll be there for them if they encounter a $500 ticket for getting a flat tire on your tractor and a little calcium comes out on the leaks onto the ground. Be there with them in court. Go to court in numbers. It's critical. Uh, activism trumps paperwork every time. So even though you have to have some good paperwork, you need that those dozens or hundreds of people supporting you, you or your farmer friends if it ever gets to the situation of having to go to court and then make a stand, make sure you get the, the constitutional freedom-minded sheriff and judge and district attorney into office in your, lo in your local uh, area. Um, try to avoid political parties. Get people running as independents. I want to see more independents out there, guys and girls with an I next to their name, not a D for Democrat or an R for Republican, because as we can see, they... Uh, they have uh, a way of collaborating with each other, um, and it has no benefit to the people. 
Amen. Amen. Good words, Eric. We appreciate you very much. Hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, you can catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central today, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then we'll be back in the morning with David Pruitt. This is going to be our, you know, we, we only got one prepping show in last week due to some storm outages and David not feeling well. So hopefully, we're, hopefully, Lord willing, we're going to be here in the morning. And I'm really interested in this tree resin issue because uh, I've used some of David's products, uh, the super cocoa oil. I'll put in a, um, uh, a roll on here. You get bug bites, you get cuts. Uh, there's some other things that I've used it on. And uh, then he's got salves and all these other kinds of things all come from there. And if you don't think this has anything to do with the Bible, any of you guys remember that frankincense, gold and myrrh that came in to uh, little Jesus? It wasn't baby Jesus. That's what Rome's taught us. The wise men didn't show up until Jesus was a, a kid in a house somewhere. Okay, um, but you remember they brought those. David instructed us in the first, I think the first show that we did, where we talked about the mindset that we need going into this. Two of those, not the gold, were tree resin products. So you you want to you want to tune in for this to learn a little bit about uh, some things that you can use for your own health and your family. And uh, we'll see you at six a.m. bright and early, Lord willing, in the morning. Adios.